Ain't Steph Curry with the shot. Ben cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301. Live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 166 of Curry in the Pot. I'm your host, Sammy Guy, Mike Curry, and I'm back here in another episode, man. Um, if you missed last my episode, I can't even say last week. If you missed my last episode, it was it was a draft preview. We're gonna probably talk a little bit about the draft, but I mean, I don't really wanna I don't really wanna, I guess, guess overanalyze and talk about it too much. I did enjoy it. Um, there were a number of surprises and stuff like that, but um, you guys have already known. People have recapped it. People have talked about it. But um, we're here to do another episode, man. Uh, we got a, a bunch of things to talk about. NFL schedule released early in the week. We got the Hall of Fame enshrinement this weekend. We got a bunch of news. Tim Tebow's back in the league. Um, it's a lot of stuff to talk about. NBA is almost coming to an end. Um, well, regular season, rather. There's just a lot of stuff to talk about, man. But I haven't been, I know a lot of people that to follow me on my other page, they haven't been seeing me posting plays and, you know, NBA season is just a low motivation time and it's not really, it's not really, I can't really give you guys too many sharp takes and sharp angles as far as betting, but playoffs will be here soon and I definitely have some action for you guys, man. So appreciate everybody for the support, man. The whole making money with Mike campaign, Curry Colt, appreciate that. But let's jump into business, man. Let's dive into business, man. The last time I was here, I was joined by my guy and we're back because NFL schedule is is probably his, it's in his top three of favorite things of sports. Uh, so we're going to talk about it, man. Uh, I got my guy, man, the 15-year-old Phenom Bink. So Bink, what's good, bro? What's up, man? I mean, this is, it's a great time of year. Um, uh-huh. Drive just happened, schedule's releasing, playoffs for the NBA is about to start. Yeah. It's a busy time, bro. Definitely a busy time. But let, let's let's hop right into it, man. So the schedule released um, this week on Wednesday. Wednesday, yes. Wednesday, May 12th. And we started to see a couple of leaks, you know, the day before, the night before. And even the day of, we started to see leaks. We even saw the whole Washington football team schedule come out by like 1 p.m. Um, but let's... Let's dive into it, bro. Let's let's just talk about it, man. I really want to highlight the marquee matchups. Um, week one, uh, obviously, always the Super Bowl champion who hosts the week one game. And Tampa Buccaneers will be, you know, raising their banner. And they will be hosting the Dallas Cowboys, man. Uh, Bink, Bink talked about this. You know, me and Bink talked, you know, privately about this. But the NFL needs a story. They need something to sell. And what better way do you sell it? Now, I can say what I want about the Cowboys, but we all know they're quote-unquote America's team, but they have the largest fan base. So why not kick week one off with a bang? Regardless of what you think about the Cowboys, why not kick it off and have the Buccaneers host the Cowboys on week one? Uh, Bink, what are your thoughts uh, real quick about that game specifically? So, like you said, they needed a storyline. And a lot of people, especially on Twitter, was like, man, I would have rather see the Bills take on the Buccaneers. But the NFL, they even though they don't need more viewers, they want to drive in more views. And one thing you're going to see is first game of the season, you're either tuning in to see Brady lose or you're either tuning in to see the Cowboys lose. There's no in between. And they also got that storyline with Dak returning. Mm -hmm. His first game since week five of last year. Um, The Cowboys had a down year because of it, and they're looking to bounce back. 
Yep, and also the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're in full running back mode, uh, bringing back, you know, all 22 starters, something I alluded to a couple of episodes ago. But, yeah, man, that's, that's um, you know, probably the marquee matchup. But, Bink, you know, you want to talk about some of the, you know, other notable matchups in week one? Um, Browns-Chiefs, a rematch of the divisional round, 425 kickoff. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see if the Browns are really about it. I mean, they look, they added some pieces to the roster, like John Johnson. They drafted Greg Newsom and JOK. They look to be a really solid team, so why not test you with the Chiefs early on? And the last matchup I'm going to highlight is Miami and New England. New England's another team with a whole bunch of roster turnaround. You, you bring in Miami with Tua, who needs to prove himself. Cam also needs to prove himself. Um, Belichick versus one of his disciples and Brian Flores. I think that's going to be a fun matchup, too. Yeah, a couple of other ones I wanted to talk about. And it's just this one just struck my eye for two specific reasons. So week one, going to have the Packers at the Saints. We currently don't know if Aaron Rodgers will be the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. And there's also going to be um, a new head of the snake at quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. We don't know if it's going to be Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston. So that game is interesting for, you know, for different reasons, I'll say. And then the last one I want to talk about is the Chargers at football team. Um, the Chargers look to look to build upon what they had last year. Obviously, they got a new head coach. Um, Justin Herbert was sensational. Uh, it's also a matchup between the offensive rookie of the year from last season and the defensive rookie of the year from last season. So we'll see. I definitely like those matchups. Let's dive into week two. Um, the marquee matchup for this is Chiefs at Ravens. Uh, uh, what are your thoughts about this one? Um, the Chiefs always seem to have the Ravens number, but mm-hmm. it's a Sunday night game. It's Lamar, it's Mahomes, two of the most fun players to watch in the NFL. Um, I'm looking forward to it, although I think the Chiefs will probably smack them like they normally do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, uh, some more matchups. We got um, Rams at Colts. We got Bills at Dolphins. Um, Titans at Seahawks is also another interesting one, but uh, I think uh, the game that everybody's going to be really, really tapped into is Chiefs at Ravens. Um, hey, can move. I give one weird one out for that week, too? Don't say football team Giants, bro. No. I'm saying <laughs> Bengals at Bears for two reasons. Because, one, it might be Justin Fields' first start. <laughs> or, and you know I like my revenge games, and that could be an Andy Dahl revenge game. It could, hypothetically speaking. Uh, week three, uh, we got... Football team at Bills is an interesting one. Chargers at Chiefs, another interesting one. Um, Packers at 49ers could be interesting. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers all, always likes to get back at the 49ers because he felt as though they should have drafted him, and that's the team he grew up watching. But the one I really, really like here is Buccaneers at Rams. I think that I think that should be the marquee matchup of week. Yeah. Aaron Donald, they, the Rams defense gave the Buccaneers fits last season when they played on Monday night. Um, sure. Can they do it again? That's really going to be the storyline. And this is the first prime time, well, no, second prime time game for Matthew Stafford. Yeah, yeah. Uh, week four, uh, probably, probably a huge, huge storyline, and this is going to be Tom Brady returning to Foxborough to face his old team his old coach, his old offensive coordinator, pretty much even Matt Patricia's back on the Patriots staff. He's pretty much yeah. facing, you know, some old guys. He even referred it, referred to it as your college friends against your – it's like your college friends meeting your high school friends. He referred to it as that. Um, 
Uh, should be, should be, it should be very, very interesting to say the least. Uh, what, what are your impressions on that matchup to come week four? Um, it's gonna be interesting because I know Belichick's gonna have a game plan for Brady, and Brady's actually on pace to set the all-time yards record against the Patriots. So, you know, that's <laughs> gonna be beaten to the dirt. Um, another matchup I wanted to I want to talk about real quick is Cleveland and Minnesota. Um, Kevin Stefanski, the coach for Cleveland, was Minnesota's old offensive coordinator. So let's see how that is. I mean, it's literally the same two offenses, so should be fun. Yeah, um, another one. Um, Jaguars at Bengals. Going to have the two number one quarterbacks uh, who got drafted in the draft. Trevor Lawrence taking on Joe Burrow. That should be interesting. And that's it for week four. Uh, week five, we got Bills at Chiefs. Um, we all know how that game went in the pl- in the postseason last year. Um, you know, a lot of people thought the Bills were going to come out of the AFC, and it, it looked like it for at least one quarter um, that they were going to come out of the AFC. Um, we got two explosive offenses. We got two of uh, the biggest arms we've seen in the NFL. Um, in the history of the NFL, um, that game should be very, very interesting. Um, another game I want to allude to is um, San Francisco at Arizona. Um, I know we like that game because that made us a lot of money last season. But, <laughs> but it's going to be interesting because it's going to be the real, well, it might not be the real first test, but it's going to be a test for Cliff Kingsbury, him going up against Kyle Shanahan. Will Kyle Shanahan outcoach him like he normally does? Where Arizona's high in talent with the addition of JJ Watt, who's on the um Cardinals. Now. You're forgetting about JJ Watt, low key. What could they give the 49ers fits? Yeah, um, that's week five. Uh, week six, Chargers at Ravens. Um, looks to be the marquee matchup. Um, we even got Chiefs at football team, a game I'm gonna actually go to. Me and my dad are gonna go to this game right here. Um, I'm just going to knock on wood that the weather's nice. You know what I'm saying? No rain, nothing like that. Knock on wood. But uh, uh, those should be some good matchups. Chargers at Ravens and uh, Chiefs at football team. What else you got? Um, two matchups real quick. Dallas at New England. Mm. Um, I feel like that's going to be a really good game. And Buffalo, Tennessee on Monday that week. Mm. Um, this game was a weird game. It ended up being on Tuesday last year. And Tennessee looked like they really had the formula to beat Buffalo that yeah, that is true. Week seven, we got, I think, I don't think it's necessarily the best matchup, but it's the it's the most intriguing one because we have the Lions at Rams. Uh, it's a double revenge game on um, the two quarterbacks who were traded for one another. Um, Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff, so that should definitely be interesting. Um, another one is Chiefs at Titans, a rematch of the... Was that AFC Championship from a couple of years in ago? In 2019. Yeah, 2019. Yeah. Okay, I thought so. Um, I didn't know if it was AFC or Divisional. But, yeah, AFC Championship. It sure was, now that I think about it. That was on my birthday weekend. Um, yeah, Chiefs at Titans. Um, I was about to say Bengals at Ravens. <laughs> I know that. I got, a, I got another. It's another double revenge game that we got you missing. Houston at Arizona. DeAndre Hopkins and J.J. Ah, and um, another one I want to point out is Chicago and Tampa Bay just because we know what happened last year when these two teams faced Tom Brady. Tom Brady didn't know was I know down. what down it was. Yep. A week eight, we could potentially see Trey Lance and Justin Fields. I don't know if it will happen. I feel like we'll see at least one of those guys by week eight. 
But hopefully we see both, man. Two young black quarterbacks. Both got drafted in this year's draft. Well, I would like to see it. Um, other games, let's see. Cowboys at Vikings. That's always interesting. Yeah. It this seems like y'all been, playing them, y'all been playing them a lot lately. Yeah, we played them the last two years. They got us in Dallas, and then we got them in Minnesota last year. Yeah, y'all been playing them a lot lately. What do you think about week eight? Um, this week is actually really lacking. Um, another one game I want to um, well, two games I want to shout out. One is Bengals and the Jets. We're gonna see Burrow versus Wilson hopefully. Um, and mm-hmm. the other one is Green Bay Arizona. It seems like that could be a good game. And I don't know if the running style of Arizona could give Green Bay fits because you know those teams that run the ball against Green Bay they, they don't normally end well unless you're the type. Yeah. Um. Week nine, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this at all. A game that could be potentially interesting is Packers at Chiefs. That's if we see Aaron Rodgers um, still on the Packers. Um, but, I mean, a team that he's rumored to is a Denver Broncos, so we could see him in Mahomes twice a year. But we'll see. I don't know. I really don't know if we'll see this. But, um, yeah, I don't really uh, – Then we got a, a revenge game in this week, and that is Patriots at Panthers. Uh, Cam Newton oh, Cam will look to get some revenge on the Carolina Panthers, who um, let him go. Um, there's only one more game I want to shout out from this week. It's Titans at Rams. I mean, that's a good Derrick Henry versus Aaron Donald is basically what it is. <laughs> For sure. On week 10, Ravens at Dolphins. I think that's potentially a matchup of the week. Another one. I, I know this might be on your mind, but Falcons at Cowboys due to reasons and circumstances of last season. Um, we all know how that game ended. Um, Dallas came all the way back. The onside kick. Um, it was wild, bro. It was wild. Uh, what else you got for this week? Um, Monday night, Rams take on San Fran. Mm-hmm. Sean McVay is never beating Kyle Shanahan in their careers. But one thing that tends to happen is that Jared Goff turns the ball over a lot in, that, in those games. So let's see if Matthew Stafford is the missing piece that they really need on a Monday night. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. Week 11, we have it's, it's quite a few games in here. Uh, Cowboys at Chiefs. That should be interesting for many, many reasons. You know they're going to beat into the dirt is the highest paid quarterback versus the second highest paid quarterback in the league. Yeah, they're going to beat that one. Uh, we got football team at Panthers, Ron Rivera. Um, returning to Carolina. Carolina actually came up here last year. Um, uh, Ron Rivera is going to look to get some revenge because he lost to Carolina this past season. But um, the quarterback stability was not what... And that's tough to say. <laughs> that's hard to say because they, they signed Ryan Fitzpatrick. It still isn't the greatest ability. But last year they started... He'll win you some games. Yeah, he'll win you some but games. But he will lose you some games too. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll see about that one. Um, I think that's I it. I got one. What, Ravens-Bears? I wasn't even looking at that. I was looking at Colts-Bills rematch of the wildcard weekend from last year. Oh, yeah. I like that. I like that. Obviously, different quarterback situation. Carson Wentz, no Phillip Rivers, but it should be a good one for sure. Week 12, Browns-Ravens. We all know how that crazy game went at the end of last season. Um, game was insane. It was points galore. It was insane. Um, it was that was that was a that was a crazy game, man. A firework show for sure. Um, some other interesting games. I want to shout out Eagles and Giants for some reason. Their games are interesting, and those two teams hate oh, each other. The, oh. the fan bases this yeah. off season was crazy. Yeah. Come from it's a lot of drama. Even if you want to go back to how um. 
we had a the NFC East division winner. You know, we had we had, yeah. had an ending controversy. Really tanked their game. Yep. The Eagles tanked it away. Um, we even saw the Eagles um, jump in front of the Giants to select uh, Devonta Smith. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Those two fan bases do not like each other. And ironically, it was another NFC East team that they traded with. So these two franchises and two fan bases hate each other. Um, what else you got for week um week twelve? Week twelve is pretty it's pretty eh. It's pretty eh. I mean it's Thanksgiving week. Yeah. So I guess it it's not really much week twelve. I can't say nothing. I mean Tampa Bay and D's cool. Uh, week thirteen, uh it's all right. Um got Patriots Bills. Um, 49ers, Seahawks. I'm just going to read everything that sticks out to me. Chargers, Bengals. Um, San Francisco. San Francisco. Um, Saints. And Ravens at Steelers, too. Uh, week 14. Bills at Buccaneers. That should be very, very interesting. Josh Allen against Tom Brady. Tom Brady. I think he's only lost three times to the Bills in his career. Yeah, something, something crazy like that. That's crazy. Um, Ravens at Browns again. Um, also Rams at Cardinals. And this is the first matchup. This could be very pivotal for the NFC. It's the first matchup between football team and Dallas. We have to wait all the way to week four. That's crazy. That's crazy to even think about, man. The schedule makers, they, they wanted some suspense. That's all I'm going to say. Week 15. I got to come back to... I got to come back to Chiefs Chargers just because I felt like... I felt like I feel like the Chargers are trending in the right direction. Um, another one is Falcons at Saints. Um, we got Kyle Shanahan, who used to be the offensive coordinator when the Falcons went to the Super Bowl. Um, Packers at Ravens could be interesting. You know, that's to be determined. Um, what else you got for Week 15? New Orleans at Tampa Bay. I mean, we all know New Orleans had Tampa Bay's number last year into the playoffs. Who knows? Adding James Winston might help them because now they could actually throw the ball past five yards down the field. This is true. This is very true. But, you know, decision-making can be lacking sometimes. Week 16, we have um, a storyline from this year's draft. We have the number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence, uh, going to travel to MetLife Stadium and take on the Jets and Zach Wilson. Um, so that should be an interesting one. They shouldn't have waited that long to put this game on the schedule. I think, didn't, I think Elijah Moore said... Or somebody said that Zach Wilson should have been drafted number one. Somebody Elijah said Elijah Moore said that. I think it was Elijah Moore said that. Yeah. That's his teammate, so you can't <laughs> that's his teammate. Or he could have said nothing. I mean, um, week sixteen football team at Cowboys. Um, Bink just talked about that matchup, but we're gonna get it again in week sixteen. On a Sunday night. On a Sunday nighter, yeah. In Jerry's world. Uh, what else you got for week sixteen? Rams, Vikings. Coast it Car- could be two. It could be two division leaders battling it out. Um, and on Christmas, there's two good games. You got Browns, Packers, assuming Aaron Rodgers stays. And mm-hmm. Colts and Arizona could be a very pivotal game for those wild card spots in both in both conferences. Yeah. Uh, week 17, Browns at Steelers. <laughs> this is no longer the final week of the season, guys. We got Browns at Steelers week 17. It's still weird seeing week 18. Uh, we got Cardinals at Cowboys. We all know about the Kyler Murray Um they gonna beat that the one. <laughs> and what he does at um, Cowboys Stadium, how he's never lost there. Uh, Rams at Ravens. I think that's the best game of the week. Um, what else you got for Week Seventeen? Um, nothing really. 
I mean, you got Trevor Lawrence taking on Belichick and the Patriots and them. I think that one could be interesting. Yeah, for sure. Uh, week 18, guys, for the first time ever. Um, week 18 is usually uh, Wild Card Weekend, but it's not this time. Uh, Seahawks at Cardinals. Good uh, shout out all the NFC West matchups for this week. <laughs> uh, this this um this 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 um week eighteen is is pretty much for the majority of the league is divisions. So we got Cowboys, Eagles, 49ers at Rams, Steelers at Ravens, Bengals at Browns, Patriots at Dolphins, Chargers at Raiders. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Um, watch out for. There's one game I'm gonna tell you to watch out for. That's Carolina at Tampa Bay. You know how I feel about Carolina. I know you like them to improve this year. So we'll see, man. We'll see. But that is it for the schedule. What do I have? What do I have next on my list to talk about? Um, let me see. I want to. I want to actually switch sports. No, actually, let's, let's let's stick with Aaron Rodgers. Let's stick with Aaron Rodgers. Then we can go to NBA. We can, no, we can go Aaron Rodgers. We're gonna go Tim Tebow. Aaron Rodgers, man. He come out openly, come out publicly. He actually came out publicly the day of the draft. Um, just a year previously, he was humiliated by the Packers when they decided to select Jordan Love in the first round. Um, what are your what are your um what are your impressions on this? What are your thoughts? I know um it was said that Adam Schefter has been blowing things out of proportion. But what does your gut feeling tell you? It's such a weird situation. My gut feeling tells me that Aaron Rodgers suits up and plays for the Packers week one. But I think so, too. I, I just wouldn't be shocked because Rodgers is the type of guy, like, if he, if Adam, what Adam Schefter is reporting is serious, Rodgers is the type of guy to hold out. Yeah. He will hold out. He he doesn't need to play. And then it would be smarter for the Packers to trade him because even Devontae Adams came, came out and said on the herd that it will greatly influence his free agency decision if Rodgers is not his quarterback. Yeah, he's, he did say that. So, and then this even makes if if you have to trade Rodgers, it makes signing Aaron Jones more of a head scratcher, in my opinion. Yeah, Aaron Jones just got paid, man, a handsome amount of money. Uh, for me, I think it's I think it's like a I think it's seventy thirty. I think he'll be back, but there's that there's that chance, man, that I see that you know he could be out of there. He could be out of there, man. I would I wouldn't be surprised, but we'll see, man. We'll we'll really, really see um what happens with Aaron Rodgers. Let's talk about Tim Tebow, who is finally back into the league. Uh, gonna be playing a different position this time, gonna be playing tight end. Um, I I said this to my dad. I'm I'm like, Tim Tebow is like the he's like Urban Meyer's son. He's like his long lost son. Like he's like it's like I'm not. I'm, it just doesn't surprise me that Tim Tebow isn't a part of this Jaguars team, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. it just it's like they're reunited again, and we all know the magic they created at Florida. But what do you think about Tim Tebow being back into the league? Um, last time Tim Tebow played, it, it was a while ago. I don't even know how old I was. I think he was. Was he on the Eagles his last team? It was either the Eagles or the Jets. It was one of those. But it's definitely yeah. been a long time. It was a while ago. I, I the only thing I remember is Tim Tebow. The only thing I really remember is that playoff game against the Steelers. So yeah, that's 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 his biggest moment in the NFL. But um, he's back in the league. Um, should be interesting, man. Should be very very interesting. Um, before we get off of football, I wanted to talk and I wanted to say rest in peace to Cole Brennan. 
Um, Bink, this is something else. There's a little bit before your time. Um, but Cole Brennan, he put Hawaii football on the map. I remember playing the old NCAAs and I would put my person on Hawaii because Cole Brennan was just a beast, bro. He was different. Um, you know, one year, um, he had he had 53 touchdowns. And that's a lot in college football. And uh, Hawaii had an undefeated season. Um, he won the WAC Offensive Player of the Year in 07. And uh, Hawaii won the, the WAC Championship. But they lost to Georgia that year in the Sugar Bowl. But um, he was incredible, man. Broke a lot of records. Um, even had a short career in the NFL. Played for Washington. Um, but rest in peace. That that, that one kind of hurt, man. It caught me off guard. Guy was only 37 years old. Definitely, definitely hurts to see someone go, you know, that young. You know what I'm saying? I'm 37. I know he struggled with some things, some personal things. Um, but he was found dead. Uh, and it's sad, man. Sad. You got any thoughts on that? I know you didn't really know yeah, too much know. about him. But yeah. yeah. I don't know too much about him. Yeah, I mean, this, you, you were literally a kid. I mean, you're still a kid, but you were literally a kid. <laughs> but um, let's jump in the NBA. Let's jump in the NBA. Is that is that what I got left? Yeah, let's get to it. This week, Russell Westbrook broke the single season record. I'm sorry, not a single season. He broke the record. I'm sorry, let me start. Let me start over. This week, Russell Westbrook broke the all-time record for triple doubles at 182. I've came out publicly on air and talked about it. I talked about it numerous times. I even referenced the tweet. But the media painted this picture as if what he was doing was normal. This isn't normal. Oscar Robertson had the record of triple doubles at 181, and that record stood for 47 years. To put that into context, to put that into further context, my parents were were like seven and, and nine years old. <laughs> That's how long the record stood. So when I say this, I say this because he did something that I didn't think would I didn't think I didn't think would happen. I didn't really I really didn't think I really thought, you know, there was possibly a chance was the, the year he actually averaged the triple double because he was put, he was, you know, it was crazy. He's getting triple doubles like every other night. And then he went on to average a triple double for three consecutive years. And obviously he was with Houston. So a new team, new situation, um, weird situation. <laughs> and, you know, he's on the Wizards now and he averaged a triple double um, for the fourth time in five years. So that is absolutely incredible. And to now break the record for triple doubles, um, I, the re he's going to shatter this record. He has 182 now. I think he can play at this particular level that he's playing at for at least another two seasons. And I think he'll finish with at least 300 triple doubles, at least. And it's it's incredible because it's it's, it's crazy because we, we always talk about, in the world we live in now, we always talk about rings and players are defined by the amount of rings that they win that's why Kevin Durant with the Golden State players are criticized and they're judged by the number of rings they'll get but I say this to say Carmelo Anthony may never win a ring Damian Lillard great player may never win a ring Chris Paul hell of a player nobody really talks about how Chris Paul doesn't have a ring do they man no he may never get a no. ring 
Um, we can even go back. We can even go back. We can rewind. You know, uh, a decade or so. Tracy McGrady. He never won a ring. Vince Carter. He didn't win a ring. He played until he was forty-two years old. Didn't win a ring. Um, we can even go back further than that. Charles Barkley, Carl Malone, John Stockton. Those guys never won. Those guys never won. So it's not name everybody in the nineties. That's not Jordan. Allen Iverson never won a ring. Iconic player. Russell Westbrook has now etched himself into NBA history and has now etched himself into being an NBA legend, into being an icon. When we think of triple doubles, we're going to think about Russell Westbrook. He is now the triple double king. I want to say congratulations to him. Um, that is an incredible thing that, like I said, I didn't think it would ever happen. Um, we thought, you know, we know it's crazy because he's the only other person to average a triple double and he's the for only only one to do it multiple seasons. We thought, you know, LeBron could probably average a triple-double. We think, you know, Luka can probably do it. Um, even, you know, to on a newer level, Ben Simmons, he's 6'10". He's a 6'10 point guard, essentially, but he hasn't done it. Maybe a guy like Lonzo Ball can average a triple-double, but Russell Westbrook has done something, and he's etched his name into history, and I don't think we'll ever see anything like this again. Like I said, the record's going to be shattered. He's going to get a minimum of 300 triple-doubles, triple probably get one tonight against the Cavs. Um, but Bink, what's your thoughts about this? Uh, what's your thoughts about history being made? First of all, before I go into a rant, congrats to Russell Westbrook, man. But um, you can double back on this with my parents and stuff. Before Jason Tatum really entered the league and really became his own in the 2019-2018 NBA playoffs, Russell Westbrook was my guy. He's still probably my second favorite player, but Congrats to him. He's one of the if more people could average a triple double, I'm more than sure more people more people would do it. Exactly. Um, Russ has even went on record and said this. If, if it was that easy, he said it's not easy, you know. It's not easy. I mean, and then people just say he stab pads or like just rebounds off of a missed free throw or something. I hope they realize Russ is the best when the ball is in his hands in the open court. And what is the most efficient way to get the ball in his hands in the open court? He's him grabbing the rebound. Exactly. Um, Russell Westbrook is an amazing, amazing player. Um, he started out the season pretty slow this year, though. Yep. Um, was a little injured. Um, we didn't have his legs quite under him. Uh, Wizards also dealt with COVID. Um, so it, it was definitely tough, definitely an adjustment. Uh, I didn't, he if they kept playing like that, he definitely was a shatter in the record this year. Right. But he got it together. The Wizards got it together. They're on a run now. Um, congrats to Russell Westbrook. That's all I got to say. For sure, man. Um, definitely um, congrats to Russell Westbrook. Um, he just became my favorite player maybe a month or two ago. I never really – I didn't dislike him. Um, I had my criticism on him, as everybody does. You know, well, he does stuff late in the game, but he, you know, he he doesn't. He's not a closer. Um, you know, he's not a winner. I had those those criticisms, but you know, I stepped back, and I just, I guess it, it just happens when you mature. You know, Russell Westbrook was doing his thing when I was in high school, but I had to step back and say, wait a minute, you know, this guy. Regardless of the triple doubles, we'll never see another Russell Westbrook. Like, forget the triple doubles, bro. We'll never see another player like Russell Westbrook. Like, 
we saw like we saw Derrick Rose at his athletic peak, even John Wall at his athletic peak, but it, it just doesn't compare to Russell Westbrook. And Russell Westbrook has had, you know, the same types of injuries as those yeah, say, even similar with injuries. And he it's it's crazy. He plays like he imagine Russell Westbrook never got injured. People would say that about Derrick Rose all the time, but Russell Westbrook has got had, you know, meniscus. Uh, knee injuries and stuff like that. He even said he torn his quad. <laughs> exactly, and he's still, still athletic as ever. You know, he had a dunk on Bismack Biombo like a month ago. It was crazy. Oh that was ridiculous. I remember watching that. But I say this to say, man, he's a he's an icon. He's a legend. You know why not, man? I, I, you gotta love the guy. Um, he plays with a passion and with a fire that that is very rare and that many. Who played in this league have never, have never, you know, played with you know the Colbys and the Mikes. They play with that same type of passion, and he puts it. He leaves it all on the floor every night, and that's something I can definitely, you know, respect and admire from him. You got any any further thoughts? No. All right, let's jump into Hall of Fame, man. We got the enshrinement this year. Um, uh, we, the 2020 class was supposed to be inducted last year. We all know COVID, the pandemic hit. Um, but things, you know, getting a, bit, getting a little bit better in, in our world. But um, I want to talk I want to talk about the 2020 class and then talk about the 2021 class. But let's talk about it real quick, Bank. Um, we're we're going to talk about 2020 first. So the class of 2020 includes Kobe Bryant. It includes Tamika Catchings, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, um, Kim Mulkey, um, Barbara Stevens, Eddie Sutton, Rudy Tomjanovich, um, Patrick Bauman, and um, it's a bunch of people. It's a bunch of people. Even I think in 2021 they have Mike Breen. Um, it's a, yeah, it's a lot Green. of people. Uh, 2021 includes Chris Bosh. Um, where's my stuff at? Chris Bosh, Paul Pierce, um, Bill Russell is getting inducted as a coach. Michael Cooper, Tim Hardaway, Rick Adelman, Chris Weber, um, Jay Wright, Villanova's coach, Ben Wallace. Um, I'm excited, but I really wanted to hone in and talk about the 2020 class. And this is no disrespect to the guys um, who are going in the 2021 class, but I wanted to talk about I want to talk about Kobe Bryant real quick. It hurts me a little bit. Not even a little bit. I think Kobe Bryant every day because I wake up in my room. Like you see me looking around now, I'm looking at the stuff that I yeah, I either have him on or the stuff that reminds me of him. It's all right here, literally. But I got this, I actually got this to, to the people that's watching my YouTube. I got this when I was in New York, I was 16 years old. Um, a guy was selling these and I, I had to get it. But um, this is one of the many things in my room. Um, is that a Kobe jersey behind you too? Yeah, this Kobe jersey on the seat. It's been here since since the uh, Lakers won the championship. I kept it on the chair. But I just want to talk about it. You know, it breaks my heart because he's not able to witness this moment. And I know he would have given an incredible speech. Um, Michael Jordan is going to induct him. And Michael Jordan said he's not going to hold anything back. Um, his wife, Vanessa Bryant, is also going to speak. Um he had a 600 square foot um square foot like exhibit exhibit in the hall of fame um it looks nice i hope to hopefully see it in person one day but kobe bryant man amazing player my favorite player 
Um, you just look at the eye test. It's not a day that goes by. I post something Kobe related. Ben can attest to this on my Instagram. I'm posting something because I want people to understand the excellence. And I felt like he never really got his due diligence and his credit from at least people in my age group until he retired. But I appreciated him every night, every game, because he was the best. He was the best, bro. Even if he shot six for 20 that night, you still, you, you know, defenders were shook and scared that he could, that he could make every shot that he took. Um, he, he put, he poured his heart into the game, the way he prepared for a game, um, how he practiced, how he, um, how he worked out, you know, like three times a day, waking up at 4 a.m., going into the gym. Um, just all of that stuff, just all of that stuff, man, you know, didn't even talk about the accolade, didn't even talk about the five championships, but um, he was a tough shot maker. I know people always bring up the inefficiency, and I think he has has the record for the most missed shots in NBA history, but I mean, he played 20 years, bro. You look at you look at his career, came off the bench his first two years, barely played his first two years, and to have the career that he had and to inspire the people that he inspired is, is something that will forever touch my heart. And, you know, just amazing player. I felt like I knew him. Um, dropped so many gems and in interviews, man. I, it's not a day that goes by where I don't think about him because it, it just doesn't feel real. Again, my heart goes out to um, his family, his wife, you know, the other daughters. And, you know, my heart goes out to everybody that lost their life um, in, that, in that tragic day on January 26th of last year. But um, you got any thoughts about Kobe or any of the other inductees? I know I named quite a few, but you got any thoughts? Um, You pretty much touched on everything with Kobe. Um. Like you said, I didn't really get to see much of these guys play. I mean, I saw the yeah. get to see the tail end of their careers. Like I kind of saw Kevin Garnett wear off. I mean, Tim Duncan, I saw him win a championship, but yeah, that's true. You can even argue he wasn't even the best player on that team. So yeah, but yeah, man, there's a bunch of great players. Like I said, um, Kevin Garnett, um, he's on this shirt as well. 2010 Finals, big. You know, won that Finals. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I go ahead and say you know who won in the 08. You could say that. You, you know who won in 08. You could say that. <laughs> but um, that was yeah, a lot of great people um getting inducted. You know, getting their credit. You know, I always like Hall of Fame ceremonies because people are being. It's like they're they're getting their flowers. You know what I'm saying? They're getting their flowers. Mm -hmm. So I always thought that that's incredible. Um, you often get to hear people at their speech, they talk about their journeys and how they got there. And some even say they never thought they would have got there. And they talk about what drove them and what helped them, you know, get to the level that they got to. So I think I thought, you know, I'm, I'm always happy to see those, you know, in any league, um, even in music, you know, music Hall of Fames and stuff like that. But um, the Hall of Fame enshrinement will be tomorrow for the 2020 class and the 2021 class. It's starting real early. Turn on like 5.30, obviously, because we have two classes. So that's it, man. Bink, you got any any thoughts on anything, bro? Did I miss anything? Did we cover everything? Jalen Brown got hurt. Jalen Brown did get hurt. We're going to talk about that soon, man. We're going to talk about that soon. I might have you on with a panel of other people. Maybe hit up Tykira, you know, Xavier Wary, you know, people like that, man. We can talk some NBA playoff action. Uh i probably talk about after the play-in because the play-in is going to happen so fast and then we'll, I'll have an episode where everything is set and locked. So that's it, man. I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank everybody for the continued love and support. 
I'm your host, Mike Curry. That's the 15-year-old phenom, Bink. And we are out. Episode number 166 is done. Peace. I love you guys, man. Thank you. Take care. Appreciate all the support, man. You can subscribe to me on YouTube. That would mean a lot. Subscribe to me wherever you listen to my pods, man. Appreciate it. Love you guys. Peace out.